This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash Media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. This is Chops. And Craig WK. And Craig, welcome to your life. This, this, is this gonna, show going to be about me? Nope. Oh. No. Oh. I just wanted to welcome you to your life. I don't know if enough people do that uh, to other people enough. I think that you're Is the that first. A thing? Is that a thing that people do? Hopefully you're the last. Uh, yep. All right. So today, let's uh, let's evolve right into our episode here. I see what you did there. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about EVO Search for Eden. Yeah, it was released on the Super Nintendo by Enix on July 15th, 1993. This side-scrolling action platformer is part RPG and part simulation game as you take control of a life form that is tested by Gaia, the spirit of the Earth, as one of the first living creatures on planet Earth millions of years ago, you must traverse through time itself and utilize evolution to become strong enough to survive. Yeah, it's a mix of side-scrolling mechanics, kind of like RPG elements. Yeah, it's a really interesting game. It's weird. Um, (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) I feel like this probably got a lot of flack when it came out because of the evolution aspect and people probably being like, oh, well... But God created humans and and everything else. Nothing evolved. I but, you know like it mixes the two because it technically uses like Gaia as like a representation of power, mm-hmm. and your goal is to get to Eden. Yeah, but you're evolving along the way to do it as as a creature. It's it's a weird mix. It really is, and uh, and I think they use the sort of spiritual aspect of like Gaia, and she's like a child of the sun. You know, she's the the spirit of Earth, and but she's sort of like I mean, she's taking you to Eden eventually. You yeah. know, like so it's it's kind of this weird hodgepodge of different stuff, and there's actually a whole bunch of random stuff we can talk about a little bit later as we go through here. Uh, but I I did want to talk about the gameplay because okay. the gameplay is really what makes it super unique it is such a weird game yeah it's it's strange it really is so the the gameplay is you know it comes down to fighting other creatures you you kill them they leave behind meat 
You eat that Precious meat. Precious meat. <laughs> all the meat, which restores your health, and it also gives you Evo points, or EVO points, you know, evolution points. What, did, did Evo stand for anything in the title? Yeah, evolution, basically. But why is it a brief, like, why is it, like, an acronym, E dot V dot O? You know, that is a good question. I, I, I don't really find know. anything on that. Yeah, I, I think they just refer to... Uh, I think they, they're using EVO as an abbreviation for evolution, but why it's not just one period after the EVO yeah, instead right. of EVO, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's another... Uh, the only other thing I can think of is technically this is a remake of like an old computer game uh, that the, the company... So Enix published it, yeah. but Enix didn't really make their own games. They just sort of published right. games for other companies, and I think the company was called Almanac. Yes, Almanac Corporation. Almanac Corporation. Yeah, Almanac Corporation uh, had made the original EVO, which wasn't called EVO. It was like uh, uh, like a a tale of 65 million years or something is what it was called. And it never came to America. It was like a PC game in Japan, and it was not an action platformer. It was more boring. Yeah, it was originally based on their original title, 46 Ukanin Monogatari, the Shinkaran. I don't know the English translation for it. Uh, it, It's it's something like a a story of millions of years, something, something. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But but it might be, maybe it's it's something in reference to that. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. But so you you go around as a creature, Mm -hmm. you, you jump, you bite, you kick, you claw, kill things, Uh eat their bodies. Yeah. Um... And it like restores your health. It gives you Evo points, and you can kind of like start as anything. Yeah, so the the game begins. So the 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 in the beginning of time, 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 time. <laughs> yeah. So I I so you start off the game, and Gaia is talking about how you know like hey if if you want to join me in Eden, like there's this test. Whatever creature like evolves the most. It's sort of like the, the spirit becomes like, like you know, it gets to stay with me in the Garden of Eden, basically. Okay, so it's... Okay, keep going. And so uh, uh, Gaia is sort of like, kind of like your guide throughout the game. Like, she she kind of greets you in between chapters and stuff. And uh, basically, you get start as... You start as a fish. That's the beginning of the game. The world is covered in oceans. And the life can't exist on the land at this point because at, at this stage, uh, this would have been uh, like roughly 500 to 45 or 450 million BC. The, uh, the Ordovician period, right? Of uh, the Paleozoic era. I believe so. The world so. before land. Yes, in the game it is called the world before land, exactly. You start as a fish. That's it. You don't have jaws. You you have to eat jellyfish and you you amass these points I mean, you could continue on if you wanted in the game, but you won't have the strength to do so. I love the idea that Gaia (laughs) says to creatures that haven't evolved yet, who don't know what evolution is, saying, I'm going to put out a contest. Whoever can evolve the most wins. (laughs) What? But but what's an evolution? And then, like, who's she talking? (laughs) Like, there's there's just, like, this weird disconnect of, like, do they are they supposed to know like what they can become like oh well I'm a fish now but I know in 400 million years I could become a a T-Rex well here's the thing it's so weird 
what I always presumed is that she's talking to like the souls. So it's like sort of souls that are like outside of time that like, you know, she's like, hey, this is how this works. So like, so Craig, I'm going to, I want to use your word and twist them in uh-huh. my own way. What you're saying is that we are all part of a finite number of souls that get created or captured by its fleshy vessel. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I, I So we think... already exist in the ether, but then become physical and then have to work on our own experience and memories from there. Chops, you'll never hear me tell you that there's no such thing as a soul, because there absolutely <laughs> are such <laughs> yes. things as souls. Yes, I know. We've gone over this extensively, <laughs> you and your collection. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying that there are souls. So, so okay, so you, you start in uh, 500 to 450 million years ago. Mm-hmm. Then you go into the early creatures of land, it's, as it's called, or, or also known as the Carboniferous period. Yeah, that would be the early uh, creatures of land, like you said. So it's it's uh, like land amphibians and yeah, it's and a lot of like amphibians that. and stuff in yeah. this uh, stage of the game. I uh, now I uh, before we start delving too much in though, I I do want to talk about more, a little bit more about the gameplay. No, too bad. Okay, so I uh, the like when you get these points, you open up a menu. And you get to choose what you want. So, like, like if you uh, are looking at, like, the menu, you'll see Jaws. And when you click on Jaws, it'll be, like... Uh, the movie shows. It, it just shows you the movie, and that's the end of the game. <laughs> it's This is just an elaborate ploy by Steven Spielberg. No. So, no! Uh, <laughs> So, so you click on that, and then you can choose what creature's Jaws you want. And, it's, it, and when I was a kid, I really, really dug this game. I really like dinosaurs. And but so, you're not a dinosaur yet. Well, I'll get there. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, when when you got the game, mm-hmm. did you know that being coming a dinosaur was one of the things, or did you learn that as you played it, and then you got super excited about this game? Uh, I kind of knew because of the cover art. Okay, the cover art shows you all these ancient creatures. But honestly, okay. it isn't that I'm I'm just a dinosaur guy. Really, any ancient extinct creatures I'm kind of into. Okay, I, I really like you know that 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 side of history and uh but anyway like so like when i was a kid i got super excited because like there's all these creatures and like i i give the game credit because it's not just like you know you open the menu and it's like medium like light medium strong jaws or something like they they it's just like megalodon jaws and if you don't know what that is you're you're kind of sol like you have no idea so you kind of have to have a little bit of cursory knowledge on ancient extinct creatures which i had what what is the do you remember what the name of that is the study of is that um oh crud what is it it's uh Hmm? i'll have to look it up like what the study of those kinds of creatures are like when you're learning in in school you know zoology is that what it is well i mean it would be like you know they're extinct so it's i you know I, it's a little hard to call it just regular zoology uh, yeah. i mean there's like you know paleontology but that's more the study of the fossilized of you know it. remains of of ancient creatures and okay well, but anyway yeah so anywho so you can open up the, these menus you can change your body you can change your uh like if you're a fish you get like a dorsal fin you get uh uh you know uh different fins you can choose you get uh different uh uh, tails, you know, you get all this different stuff, and depending on the era you're in, it augments you in some way. So, like in the age of like dinosaurs, you can get like an Ankylosaurus tail, you know, which for our listeners that aren't as you know big on dinosaurs, it's the dinosaur with the big club tail. The big club, yes, it's called Eclipsology. 
Oh, is Eclipsa- it? Eclipse zoology. Eclipse zoology. Yeah, it's the study of extinct animals. Oh, now that I could get into. I might be one of those Eclipse Eclipse zoologists. Eclipse zoologists. Yes, those. A terrible name. It, it's not great. Anyway, we could work on the name. We'll work on the name. Anyway, uh, so I. Uh, so you get all these different like parts and stuff and it's really interesting because like you depending on what combos you choose it can trigger different like forms and creatures and honestly like when I was a, a kid I was kind of overwhelmed I usually just sort of made whatever ridiculous monsters I could these just hodgepodge creatures these, that aren't real these monstrous <laughs> forms of oh I've got a fish bodied saber tooth tiger handed <laughs> T-Rex mouth now, with the tail of an armadillo. <laughs> I mean, not too far off from that, though you couldn't, like, if you were in the fish era, you couldn't take, like, the T-Rex parts. Okay. Every every era was it goes. It goes with that, I guess, I don't want to say level, but it's a stage, right? Yeah, it essentially is. So, like, you, you traverse around a world map. No, and, period, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So you traverse around a world map, uh, and you, like, when you get to a new area, you go through the stage. And it's really interesting because, like, there's technically, like, plot in every era so like in in the amphibian era like you can talk to certain creatures like every so often you'll trigger events and it'll be like you know like oh i'm the boss of this area and you have to fight like whatever this weird big fat amphibian thing is and defeat him and like at one point like you kill like this like old amphibian and you like you become like the the new boss of this area but like his kid comes out and it's depressing oh man and you want to know the most it's like lion king when when mufasa (laughs) gets thrown off the edge and simba's just like no well you want to know the really depressing thing it's the survival of the fittest it it, it is it's what the game is about well no what i'm getting at is like the game gives you freedom chops when when that kid's there, it's not a, crypt, a scripted scene where it just it ends. You, you could eat the kid. Oh God, Craig! <laughs> and you do every time, don't you? Listen, chops. You do, don't you? I you, need to hang out with a guy in sins. the garden of Eden. <laughs> confess your sins, you evil man. Whoa, hold on. This is the natural order of things. What happens if you don't attack him? I I think if you just touch him, he does damage to you. Uh, but I think you can just leave, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it's I the mean, right thing to do. The kid's dad was just murdered by you. Who's going to protect that kid? He's Nobody. gonna grow up and become stronger and protect himself. Yeah, to eat me. Yeah, I gotta. I better nip this in the bud right now. <laughs> okay, so so you're 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 going from amphibian. You're going to fish to amphibian. Fish to amphibian to dinosaur to dinosaur to early mammal. Okay. Uh, and then eventually, uh, so uh, cars, <laughs> you become a car. Uh, so after the early creatures of land, which is the 300 to 230 million BC, yep. age of dinosaurs lasts from 200 to 65 million BC mm-hmm. or BCE. If you want to be more, you know, more modern, this game was made in the early nineties. You can say whatever you want. I'll take your word for it. Fair enough. Uh, and then there's the, uh, ice age, which yep. is 65 to 36 million BC. And then early man, which is the 26 to 3 million BC. Okay. And essentially depending on your era, 
those are the creatures that you you sort of replicate or whatever. So and, like, and there's different levels in the eras. Like, there's a whole map per e- each area or era. I mean, yeah, there's even like hidden areas. So like, if you become a bird in like I think it's the dinosaur era, and you like go to a certain spot, you can get like a crystal, and this crystal tr- like transforms you into like another creature. Or I don't know. I think it's you turn into like a pterodon. And you fly up and then you can turn into a bird when you get this like crystal or whatever. And what's kind of weird, and this is where like the game gets a little bit different, is there are crystals throughout these eras. And like sort of the plot of the game as you go through is that certain creatures are like using these crystals to like over evolve themselves or whatever and become these like dominant forces of nature and they're ruining things. Like, you know, so, like, in the... uh, They're using outside powers to enhance their evolution when it should be natural? Yeah, I guess technically is how it goes. But, like, in the, uh, the, the first stage when you're a fish, these, like, you know, megalodon creatures, which I don't think they're technically megalodons. They're another type of ancient shark. But, like, they're, they're preventing oxygen from being able to, like, you know, like, produce from, like, the ocean floor or whatever. Oh, God, they're evil. Yeah, they're not great. And so they, they're, they're trying to prevent evolution from going to land because they're the apex predator now. Oh, and they okay. won't be when, you know, like, there's creatures on the land. So, like, every era has, like, something that's lording over the the other creatures. Like, there's insects in the early, uh, like, the early creatures of land era. So, you're this amphibian creature, and the final boss of that era is this, like, crazy, giant, oversized queen bee thing. It's kind of creepy. But so, you go through all these different eras, and then eventually you can evolve into a human. Interesting. And is it good to evolve into a human uh you know the, i mean i th- okay i know your answer is you'll have more fun as a dinosaur well i mean kind of but, but in the, at that stage of the game you wouldn't have dinosaur parts anyway right and and like you can go to eden at any point in these these periods right no only at the end that's the finale of the game that you have to go through all these periods to do that basically you have to like when you defeat the final bosses mm-hmm. is when you go to eden or whatever mm-hmm. and uh which the final boss is really really weird uh yeah real weird we'll get to that in a few moments okay uh but i uh, uh but yeah no the uh, i mean the you know, I don't think you technically need to be a human to beat the game or anything, but I think that's sort of where they're going with it. Like, you become a human, you yeah, beat the game. Yeah, because the human you know. is the apex of evolution, right? I mean, so far. We have survived. I mean, we're we're currently recording a podcast, you and I, Chops. No other creature throughout the history of this world has ever been able to even come close I to mean, such a thing. that we know of, it could have been buried and lost to the world. I mean, I don't there think There could so. have been a society. There could be a society of dinosaurs where they have everyday jobs and one of them wears like a flannel shirt. <laughs> Are you talking about the show and, Dinosaurs? Maybe. And they go to work, smoke cigarettes. Not the mama. <laughs> yeah, it can happen, Craig. I've seen it. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. <laughs> Uh, for the record, uh, if if I could have been born as a like it, it, with my life, but I'm also a Tyrannosaurus Rex, I I really got I got I got the short end of the stick on that one. Why? I'd so much rather be a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Would you? So if I trade arm length, if you could essentially create dinosaurs as real life, all right? Jurassic Park it, okay. If no, no, the show Dinosaurs. Oh, um, if you essentially if that was real life, would you want to be a T Rex in that life? Or would you want to be a different type of dinosaur? Because I feel like a T-Rex, you're at a disadvantage because of your arms. Hmm. 
uh, you know, I I still really like T Rexes. I could I could live I could trade jaw strength for uh, arm length, but uh, but you know, there's other dinosaurs. There's like Dinoicus, which is cool. Uh, are you familiar? No, nope. no. Uh, it, you have to explain. Uh, you know how the the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park are like like about the, like bigger than a human. Yeah. Well, a, a Velociraptor in real life was actually quite a bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dinoicus is actually the the uh, the dinosaur that was more modeled after the Velociraptors of Jurassic Park. They're they're larger. They're actually I think Dinoicus in real life was actually even bigger than the the Velociraptors like in the movie. Size? I think even a little bigger. I think oh, they're wow, like okay. maybe six seven feet tall. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, which I guess that's maybe about ostrich size. Yeah, I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen, why did I, you I use that as an example? I don't know. You ostr- don't know. Because I, I don't know if they're six or seven, but I know they're big. Oh, sure, human sure. size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. The uh, but yeah, no. There's there's plenty of cool dinosaurs. I mean, you could be in a patasaurus and just have like a super long neck. What would uh, if you had to pick one for me? What would I be? Hmm. If I had to pick a dinosaur for you, chops. Ah, maybe, maybe like a an Ankylosaurus, something something tough. Is that the one with like the the club tail? Club tail, okay. Armored, thick skin, doesn't mind that I yell at it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's Sounds fair. about right. That's fair. What about Xander? Uh hmm. If I had to choose a, a dinosaur for Xander, I uh, maybe a I. Uh, uh, Stegosaurus, because it spikes on its tail. But anyway, uh, uh, the one of the things I did want to bring up to you here, Chops, is in this game, you you traverse through history. Correct. And so, like Gaia proposes to you, like, hey, you're you know you're gonna go through time, and and you know whatever creatures like the most evolved will join me in Eden. Is this essentially setting up the Bible? I I like oh this is like is, a prequel is guy is this the prequel to the Bible <laughs> is is is, <laughs> is EVO the search for Eden the prequel to the Bible it totally this is the Phantom Menace of the Bible <laughs> this is where we learn the truth that Gaia is God and created Eden well, I'm, I'm wondering if Gaia is technically Eve. Cause she's is Gaia to, Eve, and if, then you're becoming Adam? Because she's asking you to join her in the Garden of Eden. So she's saying, hey, start as a fish. Kill a bunch of things and become a All land creature. Yeah. And then kill some more things. Basically, she wants to condition you to be a murderer. And then reward you by bringing you to the Garden of Eden. You can become a human and then start life on the planet as mammals, as humans. But then you become a, but you have to become a human. So, so it's not really because technically Adam and Eve were the beginning of the humans existing in sure. the Bible. But you are becoming a human. Uh huh. So I mean, isn't that? I mean, it's it, it fits right. I don't, I don't think know, it does doesn't it? fit. It's too confusing to me. Um, sure. We'll just say it is. It's the prequel to the Bible. I'll, I'll, I'll stand by that. This is the the video game prequel to the Bible. I think this is uh uh the uh, uh I think the sequel to EVO Search for Eden is uh Bible Adventures on Nintendo. Probably. And I think the finale is Noah's Ark 3D on the Super Nintendo. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Um. 
Did you want to hear about the creepy final boss? Yes, yes. So the the final boss is Baobox. It's this giant like it's like a single cell organism, but it's huge. It's enormous. It has all these like weird fleshy gross tendrils that like lash out and it's essentially it's this creature. It's an abomination. <laughs> yes, it is an abomination. It is essentially a creature that they say uh I think in the game they talk about how it like absorbed all the crystals. So it tried to skirt evolution the proper way and became corrupted by a bunch of crystals uh-huh. spread throughout the world. This is sounding like your inspiration for Noobs and Dragons. <laughs> you know, I was wondering if you would catch that. Oh, no. I wouldn't say that it is the inspiration for, for Noobs and Dragons, but... If you do want to listen to a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, make sure to listen to mm, Noobs God, and Dragons. You and your plugs. Well, you know, while we're talking about it. But anyway, uh, so by the end of the game, though, what you find out, do you, do you know who left the crystals behind? E, uh, Gaia. No, no. Take Her a, father. Nope. Take another sh- shot in the dark. Wild guess. Uh, I don't know. Humans. No. Uh, Martians. Martians. <laughs> that is the weird, goofy twist on this game. Is that there at the end? The Mar- like Martians are like, oh, well, we thought we'd help out, like help you evolve, but like it, it made things worse. We'll just wait until you reach a point where, like, you know, like we'll be on the same level, and like we'll just wait until that time. So this isn't a prequel anymore. Well, who says that because Martians, Martians are already Bible? existed? Martians are Mar. That's Mars, man. You're the, the Bible's about Earth, oh, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not about all of life. No, it's just Earth. Don't be crazy. Oh God, this game's a mess. This game is a mess. <laughs> so, I rented this game so many times as a kid. The game fascinated with me. Uh, fascinated me. Uh, and I ended up buying the game at Funko Land. Uh, years later. Uh, I bought it for sixty dollars, and at the oh, time, wow. I at the time though I was like, man, sixty bucks this is a lot of money. You know, I'm, I'm spending all like all my allowance or all my Christmas money on this game. Now, a loose cartridge of this game is a hundred and thirty nine dollars, and you still have it. I still have my original. Nice with the box. No, no, no. It was just loose. It was okay. it was just from Funko Land. It was nothing crazy. But uh, uh complete in box is four hundred and seventy dollars on average. God, a new sealed copy of this game. If you were to get it off of eBay, doesn't exist. Well, if it does, it's gonna sell for roughly around one thousand two hundred and forty two dollars. How? Right? It's a lot of money. It is. It is a lot. This game was real rare. A lot of the Enix games that made it to America, because there weren't really that many. They were most, And they were mostly geared towards Japanese audiences, I think. Yeah, Enix specialized in a lot of like JRPGs. Like the, I mean, heck, the Dragon Quest games they were publishing, we didn't yeah. even get in America. We got like uh, Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia. We didn't even get Terranigma. Like we didn't get a lot of Enix games over here. And it's a shame because they... Uh, oh, they also did RoboTrek, uh, if you're familiar with that on nope. Super Nintendo. That's a, it's a cool Remember game. Remember, I missed the whole Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah, that's actually. right. You you totally flaked on the Super Nintendo. That's a shame. I didn't flake on it. I just didn't own it, and I didn't know about it. I would consider that flaking. Whatever. Anywho, uh, but yeah, no, I uh, my like I really, really dug this game to the point where I would rent it from my video store. Uh, Entertainment Tonight, which we've talked about before. Where it's where LPJ has worked. Yeah, LPJ worked, and it's uh, where you got the instruction guide for... Uh, Dragon Ball GT <laughs> Final Bout. Yes. I rented it so often that like it got to the point where like uh, 
I, I like because you could save the creatures you make. Like you, yeah. There's a book of life feature. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. You can save, so you can save the game, but it's like a backup for storing your creatures, and you can store up to fifty of them. Almost all of them on that cartridge from that video store were mine. Oh god! I did purposely leave everyone else's because I I wanted to make sure like if they were playing they can come back to it or whatever. But like you would have so many things that I made, and then there'd be this like little weak little thing that like somebody made a fish or something, and they were like, "Oh, this is cool." And then all these horrible abominations that I've made with horns and spikes and frills and like all this like scary looking stuff. And yeah, I I I was the scary kid. Did you beat the game? I have beaten the game, yes. It, it's it's kind of a weird ending. It's uh, uh it, it's really weird. It's hard to recommend EVO Search for Eden. It's a little slow. It's a weird. It's a real weird platforming game with a real odd mechanic. It's very like like if somebody tells me that they like platformers, I can't in good conscience say to play this game. <laughs> Not only is it expensive. But it's just real weird. It's real niche. It's uh, but the thing is, is I love it. I love it so dang much. I mean, we all have those games. Like for me, it's Robo Pit. <laughs> Except this for is, I tell everybody to play it. Yeah, yeah, all right, that's true. But Robo Pit, I feel like, is a little bit more accessible. It be- is. It is. And it's also it's sort of its own thing. Like you know, if you're talking to somebody about Robo Pit, it's sort of this weird robot arena fighter. You know, the arena fighters don't come up very often. Right. But platformers do. So it's not like, you know, when someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm a big platformer game fan. I can't be like, well, you know, after you play Mario 3, you know, give uh, EVO a shot. I just can't do it. I, you I just should. Can't. You should make it whenever anyone suggests a game, you always suggest that. I, you know, maybe I I think it'd should. be really funny. Hey, you know, after you're done playing that uh, RPG, there's this game I have that has a few tiny RPG elements. You should totally play EVO Search for Eden. <laughs> just like Final Fantasy. Just, just like it. Just like Final Fantasy. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a couple other things to talk about on this game. Yeah, yeah. So, there's no game over feature. Oh, no, there's Did not. Did you know that? Yeah, you, uh, and I died quite a bit when I was a kid playing this game. Yeah, you just get revived by Gaia. Like, how is this supposed to be a competition if she's just going to revive you after you lose all your health? She really, really wants you to win. I guess so. Um, and there are some interesting speedrun categories for this game. Did you know Oh, that? no, I didn't. So, the, I have four listed here. Mm-hmm. There's one for dino, one for mammal, one for bird, and they're all called low percent. Okay. Um, so, how long... Or what do you think the fastest time is for dino low percent? Like just going through the age of dinosaurs? Is that like what it... They or, beat or, the game as a dinosaur, I guess. Oh, I didn't even know that was possible. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a long game, uh, but it's mostly long due to the fact that you have to like grind. So, I don't know, maybe two two hours, three hours? This is done by Green Mixtape, and this was recorded about a month ago. Oh, new. And there's only one <laughs> speedrun entry for it. Uh-huh. Uh, 46 minutes, 55 seconds. Or 54 Seri- seconds. Seriously? Oh, man. I spent so much time playing this game and slogging my way through it, grinding. I really almost kind of want to watch that just so I know what the heck they did. So, all the records for these speedrun categories are by Green Mixtape. 
Oh. So he did a low percent mammal run at 48 minutes and 54 seconds a year ago, a bird run at 49 minutes, 38 seconds, and then 100% of the game in one hour and three minutes and 23 seconds. That's not much longer than the low percents. No, it's not. That's insane. That is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. How? I just. How? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. Man. I didn't get a chance to watch the videos, but uh, there's there's rules and categories up there that explain what each category means. Um, it's on I think speedruns.com. Man, that is insane. Yeah, you should watch them. I I think I have to. Um. So do you have anything else to say about this before we get into the music? You know the the music is is a really interesting part of this game, and it might be one of the reasons I like it so much. And I think it's because of your boy Koichi Sugiyama. He is my boy, but I would never admit it in public. Why not? Because he's kind of insane. Well, so are you? Not insane like him. <laughs> when you're uncomfortable, that means there's something very wrong. <laughs> yes, Koichi Sugiyama is a. Uh, he is a genius when it comes to music. I I would never belittle his talent when it comes to music. He uh um he's you know Japanese Japanese composer. He's under the impression that Japan did no wrong in any of their wars. So like a lot of things that happened that Japan did that weren't great, he like denies they happened. Oh, so he's like a Holocaust Holocaust denier basically. Yeah. Uh, the are you familiar with what happened in the? I believe it was the uh, Korean city of Nanking. No. Well, it, it's called something, and I'm uncomfortable using the the incident name. Okay. Uh, on this show, but it is the something of Nanking, and it was real bad, real terrible things happened, and Sugiyama's like, no, no, it, it never happened. No, no, we didn't do that. And it's real uncomfortable. Like like interviews with him, he's real. He's a bit of a nut, and I, I, it's it's so hard to be like, oh, this music's great, and just like, oh, but he's so insane. Oh man, is he still <laughs> making music to this day? He is. He still does Dragon Quest. He still uh, Koichi Sugiyama, for those who are unfamiliar, uh, does the music for all the Dragon Quest games. I believe he even did the newest Dragon Quest game, which releases in America. Eleven, right? Yeah, uh, eleven. Uh, 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 releases in september uh so whenever actually it'll probably be around the time that this is uh airing yeah uh it'll be uh released in america but uh already released in japan and his music is phenomenal it is so good but he's just a little off but let's talk more about, about the music <laughs> okay so what's the first one we uh we have here uh, uh, first up we have gaia's theme i really really like this song it's very mild it's uh it's when gaia appears before you and and chats at you and stuff so let's give it a listen <laughs> soft very quiet it's very peaceful i really like it it's it's 
It's like sleep music. It kind of is. I, I, in fact, I, I think that, uh, uh, like when I've done like you know like mixes of like you know relaxing video game music, this usually is like at the top of the list. Okay. So what's uh, next for us though, Chops? Um, I chose the boss battle music. <laughs> it's really good. It is really this music. The soundtrack is really good for all the different themes, eras. But uh, this is one of my uh, favorite ones. <laughs> that it doesn't like it's not your typical song it repeats over and over again yeah it's very yeah it's bombastic it's very similar to Koichi Suyama's other boss themes from like his Dragon Quest series yeah it, it, it reminds me of something that I can't think of right now and I want to say it's like a fight there's a fighting game song that it reminds me of like, oh. like a character but I, I don't know I feel like Xander would, would know what I'm talking about but it, What's funny is I, I think of this as a Xander song. <laughs> Do you? It's weird. It's because of the da 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 da, da like it's just these weird staccato beats that are like in a very like um mm-hmm. minor key. Yeah. It's just we I don't know. I, I feel like those are like the types of songs Xander likes. It's like real <laughs> weird progressions. Um but I I really like it. It's it's a lot different than what I'm used to. Yeah. For, for a boss battle music, especially in this game. Like, this should be in a Final Fantasy or Dragon <laughs> Quest game. Like, that's what I think of. Uh, now, uh, what uh, what do we have next for us here? Um, up next, we got your overworld theme. It's here. another peaceful song. I really like uh, Sugiyama's... Yeah, uh, peaceful ones. Yeah, I, I really like a lot of Sugiyama's uh, more sort of peaceful composition. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. me of the overworld music from a Dragon Quest game. Mm-hmm. I really, really dig it. And uh, so the uh, final piece we have for you guys is actually uh, uh, kind of a, an interesting thing to talk about. So 
quite a long time ago at this point, you know, in the the 90s, there were, I believe it was four, maybe even five, I think four CDs or, or albums that were released uh, that were based on the uh, different concerts that had happened in Japan. And it was the orchestral or orchestral uh, video game concerts uh, series of CDs. And they would do uh, orchestrated remixes of like different like medleys from video games and stuff. And what's really neat about it is like where is like nowadays when it's like a video game concert it's like you know it's like the Zelda the uh, it's your mainstream ones yeah yeah it's it's you know Final Fantasy it's it's Legend of Zelda and you know they they play some great songs and great music but it's all the heavy hitters you know it's all very familiar some of the uh, like tracks I definitely recommend hunting it down on YouTube or or wherever you can find your music because it's insane like all the sort of obscure stuff they put in and one of the games that got uh, a nod here is EVO Search for Eden and what is the track called here? It's called In Praise of Mother Earth I've also known it to be called uh, Great Hymn of Nature and then Earth uh, because it's sort of a medley but uh, we'll we'll listen to this for a few moments just so you can kind of uh, uh, feel the grandeur of uh, Sugiyama's work in it with a full orchestra here what i've come to known for dragon quest games that's yeah. holy cow that's, right and that's oh. the same track we just heard that's the overworld theme at the wow. beginning of this like orchestra uh, orchestral me- uh, medley that's so much better like it's i don't know i guess i'm trying to think of what his style is and it's flutes it's a good bass underlay of, mm-hmm. of the music and it's a like a, uh, a like a a major progression of chords. I'm not big, like I don't know a lot about music, honestly. I I definitely appreciate it. Or maybe it's minor. I don't know. <laughs> but in any event, I I I've been told that his style is referred to as baroque. I don't know if I don't know. I guess I don't know baroque music too well. When I think of baroque, I think of like a lot of uh, organ and core like uh like like beethoven i guess or or i guess pre-beethoven i don't know i don't know i don't know if enough about baroque music that's a shot in the dark buddy that's just what i've heard online you know like, like doing that, research but that if i like you you recognize a koichi song yeah, absolutely you, you, you definitely do and 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 that is immediately that's that's what it, like i expect that to be like it, it could fit into dragon quest eight Oh, absolutely. Easily. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is. It's it fits so well into the rest of his co- uh, compositional works and stuff. It's it's crazy. He 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 might be insane, but he, does he might great be insane, work. but he's also insane. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. 
I I think that wraps up everything that I like to uh, uh, talk about with uh, 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 EVO Search for Eden uh, yeah, Jobs. Me too. I I think this is a an awesome game. So you would you would recommend it to someone that you kind of knew their tastes ahead of time, you know, and and. and Kind of can understand and be able to explain why they should play this game. Yeah, it is. It's a very hard to recommend game, but I'm going to do it anyway. Go ahead and play this. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Legend of Retro podcast. We're going to take a quick pause here in the show and tell you about one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. All right, so let's get into our Retro Relapse for this week. Yeah, so we have one that uh, you had talked about on our Facebook page. On our Facebook, yes, yes. And I'm very excited to talk about this game. (laughs) It is called Eliminator Boat Duel for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, this game. Uh... It was developed by Sculptured Software and Radioactive Software and published by Electrobrain in 1991. And you are essentially competing for thousands of dollars in a powerboat racing competition. I've never known a powerboat race to ever give more than a gift card for the races. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know what powerboat races gave as prizes. Nothing. I, I assume like you get like a, a big oversized check and uh maybe another boat i don't know <laughs> just win boats yeah you just have like a stacks on stacks of boats uh, um but i i like this game a lot uh, you know you you seem very excited to talk about this but honestly i was um a little underwhelmed it was a joke when i found it originally <laughs> To be honest, I thought it was like, oh, this is ridiculous. A boat duel game for NES. Definitely going to post about this. And then I played it and I was like, you know what? I was wrong about this game. I take back my my cynicism of it. I I will say I, I don't think it is a bad game by any means. You know, I just I don't know. I went into it like I like in the first race and I'm like, okay, let's do this. And the race like ended and I was like, what happened? Like, why did the race end so fast? And it's like, oh, wait, no, that's just this race. There's no laps or anything, which I'm not used to with a racing game because I'm which I guess makes sense. It's a well, I don't know. I don't know uh, anything about boat races. Yeah, me neither. So when I played this game and like you're getting ready to start. So, so okay, so let me go back and explain and kind of set up the game because it's a mm-hmm. little weird. There is three difficulties. There's an easy, normal, and expert. Yeah. And then you have, like, different styles of racing. So right off the bat, you have a basically a, a starting point where it's the boats are side by side. It's a side view. And you have to hit go when the flag lady goes. I totally false started the first time that I was playing. I didn't. But then the second time I did, I was like, well, if I'm just waiting, I'm going to go. And then I got a $2,000 fine, which I think is weird. That's a lot of money. Yeah. 
but then it switches to a top-down view of of a of like your course you're going through, which is like a swamp almost. And then it switches to a rear view. So you're seeing from behind the boat and you're going through flags and things on water while avoiding obstacles. And then it comes back to the side view for the finish line. Yeah, there's like a, a, a part where it was like, and, and maybe it's uh, like what you're thinking with the behind the view, but like the, sort of that isometric angle. Yeah. And like, and it and it was just so weird and like, like I mean, it's kind of interesting that they changed the, the view up so much. It kind of makes the game a little dynamic, but at the same time, I was just like, oh, I was doing okay with the other view. I'm not doing so good now. It definitely kept me on my toes. Like, it, it was challenging to adjust to the different style of game gameplay and the fact that like we don't have the manuals so we don't have any instructions and tips on how to play this game so learning the controls as you're going along like there's a turbo button like to boost oh yeah yeah that's uh uh, after the like the first race i got totally faced and i was like man i really stink at this game and by the second race i was like oh there's the boost button and i just totally like obliterated the guy but then so you finish your first race and you're playing this like really hippie guy who's like super cocky about his abilities i actually when i played i was fighting in easy mode i did the uh the pimply faced guy Oh, I didn't know how to change modes, so I just did normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was select at the start. And, oh. Uh, yeah, uh, I went to easy mode, and it's this like guy who's like, hey, we're going to have a really good boat race. Oh, I faced the hippie, and I was having, it was hard, but I was having a good time with it. Oh, maybe that was my issue then. I I, 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 I played this guy. And you he, won? Yeah, I, well, yeah, he, he wasn't very hard to beat. Oh, uh, mine was hard. I lost a lot, and then I started to get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. And like after you beat the first race, you get prize money. You can upgrade your boats, whole power, uh, whole integrity, um, repair mm-hmm. it, uh, oh, engine, yeah. accelerator, handling. I was like, this is like RC Pro Am, right? Is it, or is it pole position? Uh, Which oh, one no, is I it? think it was RC. I think. Was it RC Pro Am where you collected like things and then you, after the race is done, you can tweak your your parts? I believe it was that one. Now I'm not remembering. I but think it might be pole for position. For the record, sixty thousand dollars for a new boat engine seems like a lot of money. I mean, I don't know how much boats are, but I, I don't feel like an engine should cost sixty thousand dollars. True, unless it's well, a it's plane not a, engine. It's an upgrading it, but. This game was a lot of fun to me. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was there's a lot of good difficulty. Mm-hmm. The guy I was facing, so you were facing in easy mode C6 Sydney. C6 Sydney. Yeah. And that's then I my was boy. facing a hippie called Aquarius Rex. Aquarius. Oh, that's a cool name. It's <laughs> great. And then in expert mode it's Surfer Bob. That's not as cool. Nope. And then uh later opponents are Vichy, uh, Vicious Vicky, Weird Willie, Mangler Mike. <laughs> Mangler Mike. Veronica Alabaster and Disaster Don, the reigning world champion. What? Who, who was that one again? Disaster Don? No, no, two back uh, from the, the end. Mangler Mike? Yeah, Mangler Mike. Is Mangler Mike just a serial killer who, like, stumbled onto the boat <laughs> I races? Don't know. I don't know. Is he just, like, got a blood-covered shirt, and they're like, oh, man, did, did you have an accident? And he's just like, yes, he was an mangled. accident. <laughs> and the game, to win, you must defeat each player one-on-one on three different race courses so in all in mm-hmm. all it's 24 unique races oh that's actually a fair amount like that's a huge amount but what sucks is you lose twice it's game over that's that stinks yeah. wait so like here's a question here's a question if yeah, just you, hit that mic really hard <laughs> just haul off just and slug it punch it just all my fo- the, all the force i have yes so here's a question if if you 
lose let, let's say i lose against like c6 what was it c6 cecil uh no c6 sydney cecil. c6 sydney i don't know so <laughs> that's who you played against whatever i didn't pay attention to his name he's not really my boy all right so the c6 guy yes cecil <laughs> what do you say c6 sydney so i uh, i so if i lose to c6 sydney once and then i keep progressing through the game and fight all these other people and i lose one more time against one of them is it game over or is oh it two i have losses? no idea i'm assuming okay. it's two losses to each person uh, oh okay that's not but, as but bad i don't then. know but i didn't get that far <laughs> oh, yeah fair enough um but but i really i really like this game i want to see what else sculptured software made <laughs> Probably not a lot. Let's see, they made anything catch your eye there on that list? Uh, Ninja Speed King. So no. Jack Nicholas greatest eighteen holes of major championship golf. Oh my god! Here we go. They made Tecmo Bowl. What really for the Game Boy? Uh, um, oh. they made Monopoly for the say, NES. I was say Tecmo made Tecmo Bowl. Uh, they made The Simpsons, Bart's Nightmare. Ugh. S- they made Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back for Nintendo. Uh, for the Nintendo, yep. Ugh. They made Super Super. Wow, Super Star Wars. Oh, they made okay. some WWF games. Hmm. Interesting. Um, they made a lot more games than I thought. That's a pretty expansive. Wait, list. They made Mortal Kombat two for the NES. That's Super NES? What? Really? They no. Made a, wait, oh, who is well, maybe. This? Sculptured Software made a bunch of stuff. Oh, it's uh, they're uh, one of oh, the Oh, they became a claim now. Oh. Oh. Okay. And then uh, Radioactive Software no longer exists. It's published by Electric Brain. Electro Brain. Let's see. What else did they publish? Nothing that sparks their my o- mind. Their only claim to fame is Eliminator Boat Duel. Uh, they brought over Star Soldier, Vanishing Earth for the 64, Go-Go Tank on the Game Boy, Supercars, Ghoul School for the NES, Vortex. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't know, but I really enjoy this game. I wanted to play a track from it, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, by all means. All right, here. We uh, who's go. the composer? Uh, the composer is Paul Webb, and this is going to be the overhead view race. funky it's very funky the reason why i wanted to play is it reminds me of the maniac mansion soundtrack oh and just some of the songs in there just that like that electric i guess guitar it's supposed to be um it's Mm -hmm. terrible song like the progression in it is awful but (laughs) it just reminded me of maniac mansion and i'd be remiss if i didn't mention it um Uh. but yeah i i enjoyed it on an 8-bit scale what would you give it I it, and maybe it's because I was just playing like on easy mode and I didn't give it much too much time or anything. But I I would probably give it like a five out of eight. I would say it's it seems like it's above average, but it didn't really catch my attention. Yeah, I would give it uh, probably a six. I thought a little bit better of of what you're saying, but mm-hmm. it is it's an above it's an above average game. But I think there is potential in it with the uniqueness and the fact that it made a boat racing fun. Like I, there's, I guess I don't know of any other way to do it on the NES, but it just, 
it was a fun game to me. I I enjoyed it. It was a, n- enough of a challenge to where I kept wanting to play. I think that yeah, I think that speaks volumes to it. It's I, I think that it's worth uh, uh, giving the uh, re- the old recommend the the old, old Legend of Retro. Try. Yeah, give it you know give it a try out there. Uh, I was gonna say it should get the uh, the Legend of Retro seal of recommendation. Sure. Yeah, we should develop one of those things. <laughs> I feel like we almost always are telling people to play video games. Yeah, though. That's true. I feel like that's just all the time. I uh, but I, uh, chops aside from our uh, Legend of Retro, I think it's about time. Uh, wait, no, it's not time to end Legend of Retro. No, it's time to end Retro Relapse. Yes, and go ahead and get into our NES music bracket. Here we are. We've made it to the finals of our NES music bracket. You guys have gone to our Facebook page and let us know what you think is the best NES song. Uh, from a list curated by Craig Chops and myself. So I know there's a bunch of songs that were left out. Sorry about that. We picked our favorites, and that's really what you guys are fighting for. Uh, this week, the final week, the final matchup is between Dr. Wily Stage 1 and 2 from Mega Man 2, which is composed by Takashi Tateshi. Against that is Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest, the track Bloody Tears, composed by Kenichi Matsubara, Satoi Terashima, and Koji Murata.
The winner of this matchup will go up against the winner of our fan bracket that's in an upcoming episode. That will finally mark the end of Season 3. Thanks again for all your support and all your interaction on our Facebook page and our Discord, and a special thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We can't do what we do without you guys, so thank you so much. And uh, we'll jump back to Craig and Chops as they finish up the episode. Awesome. I'm glad we were able to uh, uh, give those a listen. Thank you, Xander. Absolutely. I'm definitely glad uh, you guys were able to uh, listen in on today's episode. It's uh, uh, EVO Search for Eden for the Super Nintendo is... I don't know why it's one of my favorite games, but it really is. I so love the game, and uh, it was a lot of fun to be able to talk about. More importantly, Eliminator Boat Duel. You need to buy it. I don't know how much it is. It's going to be less than EVO. I can tell you that. Definitely right less than EVO. <laughs> There's no way it's not less than. If it is more than EVO, I don't even know what I'd do. You have to go buy it. Uh, what? No, that, yeah, that's what it is. All right. So if you enjoy this show, you should go listen to the Last Action Podcast, which airs on Mondays. It is LPJ and Sphinx talking about action movies and being dummies. I think there's a uh, uh, action movie based around speedboats, right? Uh, isn't that Speed Two? It was it. I was it Speed Two on a, on a boat. I'm pretty sure Speed Two was on a boat. Oh man, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> you should also watch the Gamezilla podcast live Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash Gamezilla Media. And then also listen to the show if you don't get a chance to view it live on Tuesdays. And then you have Noobs and Dragons, which comes out on Wednesdays, which I'm on. Craig is the DM for. Yes. And we're playing through a great Dungeons and Dragons style game. Ton of, ton of fun. Go to patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media and sign up. Because you get some cool perks. Uh, yeah, like our Game Shark show. Yes, our Game Shark show. You also get uh, some behind the DM screen from Craig for Noobs and Dragons. Yep. And some other great content. So yeah, yeah. Check. Absolutely. It's uh, uh, You get, like, you know, uh, some uh, Patreon exclusive Discord channels. Uh, and uh, uh, you also get to vote in our uh, Game Genie perk where you get to uh, go ahead and throw your vote in for what uh, retro relapse games we uh, play. That's true. Very true. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for me. Anything else? No, I think it's about time to sign off. Great. Well, this has been the Legend of Retro Podcast. We'll see you all next time when when the legend legend continues. continues.